couple members of the Randy Newman fandom discussing one of his songs at random, followed by another that's a cover. It's Wheel of Randy. It's Wheel of Randy, the number one Randy podcast in the world let's assume hey i've gotten a lot of feedback the past couple weeks about who my intended audience is guys you don't have to be a randy newman super fan to enjoy this uh if anything i'm gearing this toward people who only know a little bit about randy i want to introduce you to his work because maybe your first impression of him is the kids stuff which is fine but there's so much more to him than that. So just trying to open the door to the Randy verse to you. And if you've thought about being a guest, again, you do not have to be a Randy super fan. If you have a song that means a lot to you, we'll talk about that. All right, enough business. Let's start the show. It's Wheel of Randy. Hey guys, we got Jamie Clark here today. Uh, Jamie is someone I've known for about a year now since I started doing stand-up at Public Access Open Mic. Jamie is regular there and he worked. Would you call yourself the DJ of the Open Mic? I suppose, yes. Uh, Alex Sanchez, the host, uh, labeled me the Vibe Squire, so that sort of stuck for a while, uh, uh, whatever that entails. I think that's very descriptive. You you, you bring a good vibe. You've... uh, this guy knows his music, folks. So, well, welcome to the Wheel of Randy, Jamie Clark. Hey, thank you for having me. I, I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready to get Randy. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Let, the, the, the Let's Get Randy t-shirts have, have, have not shown up yet. No, that's, that's such a shame. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing that in my head all morning. I'm just like, y'all ready to get Randy? It's It's... Fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm imagining a crowd uh, since stand-up comedy's dead. It's fun. Well, if, if you're imagining a crowd, you're going to be disappointed once I show you the <laughs> for this show. Hey, look, uh, it's it's my main shtick on stage is imagining there's a crowd in front of me. Uh, Jamie, you you first caught my attention. Uh, it's probably my second. Uh, second time at public access and i'm uh-huh. just you know i've finished my set and i'm s- sitting there and playing music in between sets or, or something it's like did that guy just play avalanches <laughs> yeah it's like I oh my god for the first time in my life i have someone i can talk to about avalanche. yeah i feel like if you if if you know about the avalanches, if you hear it in public or if you hear someone play it, you immediately have to like find out who did it or where it is because it's there. I don't know. They're so they're popular everywhere else, but in the States, it's so hard to get a hold of someone who, who knows about it. Uh, probably the best known in the States, at least for uh, frontier psychiatrist. Right. Which became like a, a sort of a meme at one point. Right. I know they, yeah. Like, yeah it, it, listeners of if y'all, 
are familiar with the phrase that boy needs therapy, then you know, <laughs> you know what we're talking about. That, 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 that's avalanches. Which people, yeah, people started using that in reference to Tom Cruise when he was like announcing he was getting married to Katie Holmes or whatever, so, which is so funny that Tom Cruise and the avalanches are like somehow connected. <laughs> And really, that song was the, the only thing I knew about them for you know, three or four months until I, I really gave them a try. And, and you know, I had kind of dismissed them, oh, this must be some kind of, you know, novelty act. But, but right. like once I got that, that first album, uh, what's it called? Since, Since I Left You? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, Since I Left You. I, I listened to that just yeah, on man. repeat for a solid year. It's just so yeah, great. Yeah, something else. Because... Uh, I, I think I I first heard of them in an interview with like Neon Indian or something. This he's a a, a musician from Denton, um, and he was talking. But he's like, yeah, they have like thirty five hundred samples in the album. I'm like, no, no, like the, that can't be, no way. And then I listened to it, and it blew my mind. Because at that point, I was listening to things like Daft Punk and LCD Sound System. So it was all like basic sort of electronic, some sampling you know, disco influences or whatever. And then I heard that and like, oh, you can have a groove with flutes? Like you can do that? <laughs> so cool. It's the coolest thing on the planet. I love it. It, it really is. And uh, it was the kind of thing I, I would just kind of put on the background at work back when I had a yeah. real job. And, mm-hmm. you know, no, your coworkers aren't going to complain. No, it's, 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 it's a good just, It's, it's just well. a great vibe. Yeah, because it, it, you can tr- sort of turn your brain off. You can have a conversation while it's playing as well, which is a good, that's, I mean, that's like a good jazz record. You can do that. You can either listen to it intently or, or just have it play. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I, I listened to an interview with Robbie, like the, the, one of the main guys from the Avalanches, and he said that when he made it, he was embarrassed to show it to everybody because he thought it sounded like a shampoo commercial. Oh. Which I realized is, A, like kind of a, a succinct description of how it sounds, but also like, yeah, it's perfect. Like, <laughs> it's that is my vibe is shampoo commercial, you know, coast soap vibe. Isn't that weird that he would he would start off embarrassed about that? I think about like, uh, um, I think about when Nick Drake finished Pink Moon, he just right. dropped it off on the the studio's desk and then ran because he didn't <laughs> want anyone to hear it in front of him. Well, I, I understand that completely. Well, okay, so, I, I think you know, you put your heart and soul into something. and Well, that's boom. just it. It was like, it's, it's, for those who have listened to the record, it's a really soulful electronic record, which is, it seems, that seems like an, an oxymoron. Like, the, you know, it, but he, he like tried really hard and the band originally was like a noise band and they opened for the Beastie Boys and Beck and stuff in the 90s. So like really aggressive and a lot of energy because they're still just drunk 20 year old Australian dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, since I left, you sort of broke that stride and they started getting all soulful. So cool. I love those guys so much. They, they, dropped, they dropped new music recently. That's real fun. Real, I've been uh, listening to it. It's, it's yeah. definitely a different sound, but, but yeah, but I like it's where real it's going. Throwback house music. Um, like they're doing like, you know, stuff that you would hear in Belgium in the 90s. It's, it's, it's fun. It's definitely a throwback to like stuff I remember listening to as a kid uh, growing up in the UK. Like just, just dance, just dance music. How long were you in the UK? Like eight years. The first go around, like eight years. I was there until I was, yeah, eight years old. And then when I was 18, I moved back 
and then just sort of like did plays and then tried to do stand up and it, I didn't just did if I was a more interesting person I probably would have started stand up seriously over there but I waited until I was in Oklahoma <laughs> Oklahoma is the entertainment incubator. Yeah, man. You know, I knew I knew all the the industry people like Spencer Hicks and Brad Chad Porter, <laughs> and, and I figured, hey, man, you know, wh- you know, when when uh, when the Lord opens a door such as Scotland, why not go through the open window you already left? <laughs> so, uh, okay, one more avalanches question, then we'll go get for to- it. To get to the real stuff. Uh, you, you put out a, a, a video on them uh, oh, a yeah. months ago. I really enjoyed that. D- t- 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 tell us about that and, and the process you did to do uh, that. Well, so I don't know. It was sort of, I, I wanted to teach myself how to edit during quarantine. And I figured I'm like, okay, well, I know enough like about these dudes. I care enough about these guys to, to sort of cut together a bunch of footage they have online because there's not like, in, it's all fan, you know, videos, but there's no information and you don't see like live footage. You don't see how they perform because like, you know, how interesting is a group of like four dudes playing vinyl mm-hmm. going to be? And then, you, you know, I found footage from like 2005 and it was like just three dudes DJing and then they would have like a full sort of African drum group come in and like play along with the samples that they were running and it's, it's I've never seen anything like that before and it was so cool so I just started doing a deep dive on them and found all these weird you know footage from 2001 where they're like 22 and on tour and then an aquarium just stuff that you wouldn't find so I just sort of tried to compile it all together into a like a 20 minute documentary that quickly got taken off of YouTube because I also have one of the songs in it so <laughs> If, uh, I was wondering if, about that. If anybody wants to watch it, uh, let me know. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> Again, that, that's this model. Uh, I, that that does kind of raise a, a, a copyright question. How? Yeah, what how kind of legal samples? team do these exactly. guys have if they're sampling all well, of this stuff? And I think I. Th- if they weren't putting out music currently, I don't think it's them. I think they, I don't think they'd care. Um, in fact, I like sent it to them and they like, I don't know if they watch it or not, but they like know it exists. And they're like, oh, like, cool. Thanks, man. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was like it was super nice, but I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure what it is is it's the label and all the legal team going, uh, that's, you know, that's trying to remove stuff that we don't control now, now that the new record's coming out, which, you know, I understand. I, it seems like this is a medium when when you're sampling that much that's on legal shaky ground anyway. I remember right. after Paul's Boutique, everyone said, well, you're never going to hear a record like this again. Right. De La Soul was another one as well. Three Feet yeah. High and Rising. Like you can't listen to Three Feet High and Rising on, I think, most like streaming services. Like you can't, you just can't get that record because of all the record stuff. Huh. Like all the, yeah. Um, that I'm obsessed with this lady. I want I want to sit down and talk to her for hours. But there's the woman that clears all the avalanches samples. She's the one that like goes and finds like, you know, the the dead record label that put out this French record in 1969 that you know went under, and now now that was just in you know, just sort of fair use territory. And so they have to find that to figure out, you know, where the money would go if if anybody's still around. Uh, I would love to talk to her. I, you know, like what you have weird heroes. She's one of mine. 
Um, I wish I knew her name. I gotta find her name. <laughs> the other project you you put together that really fascinated me during quarantine was Suave Jonathan. You want to yeah. talk about that a little bit? Yeah, Suave Jonathan's fun. I don't. It it feels like a. It started as a character I wanted to do, where I just found uh, Liquid Sunshine by this guy. Let me find his name. Sunshine. I forgot his name. Uh, Liquid Sunshine by John Cameron and it's just a really cool vibe and all that stuff and I thought it'd be funny to just do stand-up to jazz because you always have comedians talk but yes stand-up comedy is like jazz man like you just gotta go just go up there and feel so I thought it'd be funny to bring jazz like play jazz while I was improvising or whatever Uh and then it just became it just became me moaning in sync to the song. That was it. Like that was the material was just me going nice. So, like the dumbest thing. And then it's sort of formed into this uh, tiny Woody Allen character who uh, appropriates black culture and plays it on the radio in like Missouri. I think that's where I placed him. I thought it would be uh-huh. so he's just like a low, a low wave radio host who plays deep cuts because he thinks he's better than you. Uh, and I especially enjoyed what he, he, he played a uh, a song about the, the West Indian cricket team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, actually, uh, funny enough, I, I heard that from uh, a DJ set by the Avalanches. The Avalanches have influenced so much, like, jokes of mine, but it's, it's that song is so good. It's by Lord Kitchener. He's this Calypsonian. But, like, how you can make a song about a cricket game versus Trinidad and Tobago and... Uh, England it's the quiz and it's great it's so compelling and I don't understand how you can do it like no no other entertainer can touch a calypsonian it's so good I, I worked for a uh, I, I worked for a, a gentleman who was originally from India and our copy machine repair guy was from Trinidad and the Amazing. two of them would just sit and talk all day long <laughs> It's the best. That's so good. I, I wish I got into cricket like as a kid, like when I was over there or like when I went back, because I feel like I feel like that's my type of game because I was good at baseball when I moved back to the States and I wasn't quite good at soccer slash football. I'm too impatient for golf. Like I've, I'm too I'm too ADD brain for that. So I feel like, I don't know, just chasing a red ball in a sweater sounds ideal for for someone like me, I just like get to neatly press my pants and then go play with my friends. Hell yeah! It seems like it would make more sense in in in, in the UK than it would in in, in India and Trinidad and yeah. all these warm climates. Just just the thought of wearing a sweater right now is just yeah. Although they, I mean, I I grew up with ki- like Pakistani kids in um in um Oxfordshire who like you just like play in shorts and stuff like you just play in regular stuff because it's cheap like you can get a cricket bat or ever someone has a cricket bat like you can always play it um i think it just sort of died with the new generation as well because i don't remember a ton of kids playing it growing up i would remember some but it was always like either rich kids or yeah like the the indian and pakistani kids who who lived in town who were the best the fucking they gave me the best snacks so what kind of Randy should we talk about? I don't know. What, what, so, so I prepared a little bit. 
Um, I listened to almost every iteration of the song that we're going to discuss because of the sort of avalanche brain that I have of sampling and things like that. So, uh-huh. I, uh, All right, well, t- t- tell the audience what, what song we're talking to. Uh, we're talking about Vine Street, um, which is a song that Randy wrote for uh, one of my idols, Van Dyke Parks, who's also, in my opinion, one of the best lyricists of all time. Like, yeah. so good. So, so good. Hey, audience, we're going to take a quick pause here to give you a chance to to listen to Vine Street. I'll put a link on the Will Randy Twitter page. And so here's a little public domain to hold you over. Countdown races, sing this song, do-da, do-da. And we're back. All right. So I, I had the audience listen to uh, Van Dyke Parks. Am I saying that right? Van Dyke Parks? Yeah. I, was, I, I assume so. I, yeah. I always get him and Towns Van Zant mixed up in my head, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I know there's a yeah, van yeah. in there somewhere. It has the same amount of syllables. Like, <laughs> it just feels the same in the mouth for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, th- this starts off with with a a, a folk song. Shoot, remind me what it is. Do you remember offhand? I don't remember. Let me. Blackjack. Yeah, something to that effect. I, mean, I think oh God, I, I, I know it's a song that Dylan covered. I know the White Stripes yeah. covered it. Uh, you can also find uh, the uh, the Carter family did a version of this in the early 40s. I mean, this song yeah. has, has been around. Um, Black so it, Stevie. It's a, it's a guitarist named Steve Young. Uh, all right. Playing a, yeah, a song that was <laughs> Black Jack Davey, who uh, it's also titled The Raggle Taggle Gypsy. So... <laughs> Um, man, that was going to be my up. stage name. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I just imagine all of those. Uh, uh, Julie Klausner makes fun of of how uh, Judy Garland would dress up as a hobo. <laughs> You're the, just up yeah. here making fun of the poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was such a thing where it's like, what if we took a beautiful lady and made her poor, <laughs> and everyone's like, <gasps> Ginger Rogers. <laughs> Never. And, and just enough charcoal that they can't call it blackface. Right. Yeah. You know, let's yeah, rub yeah, her up exactly, a little bit. Exactly. Her, her hair's, uh, those braids are mighty tight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to like, I had to stop watching classical movies at one point during the quarantine. I was just, or classical movies, God, classic movies. I had to stop watching those because just like, ah, oh, all this is, uh, I'm too aware. <laughs> Uh, this was made to sell popcorn 80 years ago. I am not <laughs> yeah, obligated yeah. to enjoy it. Or uh, another good one was, this was made for the movie theater club that people sent their kids to. <laughs> <laughs> like, this uh, is, cl- yeah, this the, is clearly in, uh, in, a manager is babysitting. Yeah, in, in, in the 80s, they, they would be, uh, they'd string three or four Charlie Brown specials. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> That's how you spent your summer. Yeah, that also explains, I don't know, a lot of art from that generation as well. (laughs) We do love our kitsch. Love kitsch. Um, So yes, uh, (laughs) Black Jack Davey. Back back to Vine Street. It it starts with this intro and and then kind of fades out. Which Um, is cool. That's another, so, uh, this broken record pun intended, back to the avalanches. So the reason I know about Van Dyke Parks is because he kind of, he was uh, kind of in the forefront of of sampling and like using songs 
in his albums that he didn't write to move in, you know, with, with his melodies or whatever. And Randy Newman would do that a lot as well. Obviously we're, you know, in, in Vine Street, he moves into the entertainer at one point. Yeah, he does the entertainer and he does, um, uh, um, a uh, Ode to Joy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that it's, so the song's a medley, it, you know, it's, it's got what he wrote and then it's got all these other pieces and, in this, you know, in the 60s, people weren't necessarily doing that all the time. So you had all these, you know, at the time who were perceived as pop musicians or pop songwriters who were doing essentially sampling and they were using, you know, in Song Cycle, he has uh, like three or four songs that aren't his um, that he just sort of just puts on the record um, because they're public domain and he mm -hmm. just wanted to use them. So my fascination with with Van Dyke Parks stemmed first and then I realized Randy Newman wrote a ton of songs for him which says a lot about a person if Randy's the person writing songs for you rather than himself so I was like yeah. oh I gotta I gotta I gotta listen to this guy okay I, I I've read real briefly about Van Dyke Parks seems like mm -hmm. he had his, his finger in a lot of things he did some work yeah. for Disney he yeah, uh, helped, first... helped Brian Wilson out with some stuff mm -hmm. Apparently his first, like his first job in LA was like arranging the music for Bare Necessities, which is so cool. It's um, a good arrangement. It's a good arrangement. Um, yeah, I think he, I think he was like made, like brought on to do the horns and then like, ha you know, had to do the rest. What was the, what was the other point you had? Uh, uh, Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. Yes. Uh, yeah. He did the lyrics for um, what would have been Smile. So like Surf's Up and all the uh, weird heady songs that Brian Wilson put out uh, were co-written with Van Dyke Parks. Um, the only smile I've listened to was, was that uh, that one that came out, what, 10, 15 years ago? I'm not sure how uh, much yeah. that matched up with, with the original vision, but that, that's, I'm not sure, that's my uh, baseline. I don't, I'm not even sure Brian knows. Like, I think, <laughs> I think he was just like, he, he had everything there and was just like, okay, he like, you know, let's, let's put it together. But I don't, yeah, I think, I think everyone got lost in the sauce with smile it's fun it's super cool i like listening to like the session recordings of him like telling people to okay do you do you uh do you have keys it's like and you hear people going like what he's like do you have your keys on you and he's like just make a shake it and make it sound like jewelry uh like it's it's fun to listen to but it's it, it's insane <laughs> it's a it is it's a child on acid directing a bunch of session musicians so when it comes to vine street I, I try to wrap my head around the the, the, the narrator here because mm -hmm. uh, he he talks about how he he was in a band it didn't yeah. go anywhere he he doesn't keep in touch with the other people yeah and uh, he wasn't even the most integral part of the band I think what yeah. third guitar yeah I uh, I sold I sold my guitar today I never did play much anyway yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful song, like the lyrics, I love the lyrics in it, but it's, it's, it, it does feel almost nostalgic. Like it seems like he's thinking about, uh, yeah, I was in a band when I was like 20. We lived on Vine Street uh, and we ate ramen. Like it seems like one of those, you know, stories we've heard before. Yeah, and the, the girl is what, making jewelry in the back room. Or perfume. Like, yeah, perfume, perfume, that's right. And that's just... Which is so, yeah. Like, these guys could live like, on the plaza today. Yeah, it's, I know these people. Yeah. I don't love these people. I like, <laughs> I like, I hang out with two of these people. 
and I don't go to their house. You know, it's they're they're that those kind kind of people. But I don't. It's such a succinct image. Like when I listen to this, it feels like the beginning of a musical. Like it's about to go into this sort of in depth story about you know indie musicians in the '60s, which I would love. I'd love to see that. You said you listened to several versions. Uh, the one, the ones yeah. I know, I've I've got a sample of Randy doing it. I, it's off of the Good Old Boys box set. Very cool. You can find I know that there's on a YouTube. there's a demo that yeah, Randy that's... did, which is on YouTube. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the, that's the, so the, the guys. So I need to do a shout out to the guys at, at Little Criminals. Little Criminals is this Yahoo group of, of Randy enthusiasts <laughs> who do not listen to this show because they would get very angry at my lack of knowledge. <laughs> I see, I see. Hey, man, but, but we're doing the Lord's work too, you guys. Come on. Don't gatekeep but, Randy. But uh, I, 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 uh, every now and then I ask them for details about oh. That's funny. And so they, they did, are way of, too into this. Out of curiosity, how old do you think these white men are? They're in their 60s for the most part. Hilarious. Now, they've, Little Criminals has put out two CDs of their own. Okay. Uh, just their covers of Randy. And, and they right. have, you know, they're my level of musicianship, if that tells you anything. Uh, that's fun. They're, they're called Mama Told Me Not to Sing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then Maybe I'm Singing It Wrong. <laughs> and they're just. They're that's just, okay. The second one I like. The second uh, one I like. Just utterly charming. Uh, That's so funny. That that that, that <laughs> ASMR version of "Have you seen my baby?" that I sent you is, mm-hmm. is from. Is that the, that's them? Yeah, that's them. That's so, so funny, man. Thank you, little criminals. You're yeah. lovely people, and thanks Shout for finding out. me that Randy demo. But I think the most beautiful version of this is Harry Nilsson's version. Here's so Harry Nilsson sounds very much influenced by Van Dyke Parks um, to me. Like it. But it's, it seems like he's doing a Beach Boys thing, like the way he's got... I, I also realized I'm wearing a Beach Boys shirt right now. Help me, Rondo. So if you tell what I talk about all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, the vocals are, are wild because he's doing... He's harmonizing with himself and it's going in one ear and out the other. It seems like he's he's doing almost a response to what Van Dyke Parks did with his version because Van Dyke Parks in Song Cycle was doing a lot of weird tape editing that hadn't been done before, mm-hmm. uh, but was then done in Sgt. Pepper's, which was released first. So they got all the credit for it, for like bending oh. the tape to get certain effects and all this stuff. And panning, uh, panning was huge for Van Dyke Parks. Uh, and then because it was a weird album, they didn't put it out. And so I feel like Harry Nielsen was just... I think I just think he wanted to do that. He wanted to experiment with the vocals because it's a it's a weird song, but it also doesn't. I like it, but it doesn't sound like his song to me. Uh, no, it sounds it, very it yeah. Doesn't. And he's t- he's also he's singing too purdy. He's singing too purdy in it. Well, he, uh, he, that whole album that that Nilsson sings Newman is like mm-hmm. it, it, it's what if Randy could hold a note? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I also think the, the it's probably, I mean, I'm still on a Randy Newman podcast. So I'll go for it. It's a bit pretentious, but I, I feel like the way that Randy sings it and Van Dyke sing it, they sound like they're teenagers, like their voice is breaking. They're, you know, I sold the guitar today. Like it sounds yeah. like, you know, it's, 
Harry just seems like it's a it's a grown up talking about the past where they seem sort of like they're in it. And I, I like I like all of it. They're all amazing. And Nielsen's yeah. the best. I love I love Nielsen's um, album with Lennon. Oh, I don't know that one. It's fine. They would it just got drunk and then John Lennon made him like pop a vocal cord. So you know, just fun <laughs> fun balanced people. <laughs> uh, I found a version by this uh, Scottish singer. Her name's Lulu. Uh, and she, wait, 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 Lulu from the sixties? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I only reason I know Lulu is that uh, Monty Python made a couple of Lulu jokes. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. No, she, I hadn't heard of her before. Um, she's from. I think, she, I Lennox think Town. she was one of the first Eurovisions, maybe. Oh, that okay, explains so t- a lot. So tell me about this. So tell me about uh, Lulu's version. She sings Vine Street from the perspective of the lady making perfume. Uh, oh. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. Um, what would she say? I was lead singer. He played guitar. Uh, it, made, it made me laugh. It's not great. It's not a great cover. Like, she's, she's singing it well. She's hitting the notes, but the the music's not there. Like the music just doesn't feel right. It's not, it doesn't swell. It just sort of feels like someone doing a lounge act. Um, But like, it's still a good song. It's still a really good song from that perspective. Uh, And then Harper's Bazaar covered it. And I think I might like that the best out of all of these because they went kind of psychedelic with it because they do like the same arrangement. They do, I mean, they don't change the lyrics up. It's basically the song cycle version, but it's just Harper's Bazaar. And it's rad. It's really cool. It's a really cool cover. Okay, we're we're gonna make that this week's cover. So remind that remind me of that okay. when we get to that part of okay, the okay. show. And I hear the wheel spinning, Jamie. <gasps> okay. <laughs> was that you doing that with your mouth? Was that you? No, going? no, that's the wheel. You're, you're not. <laughs> that was a that was legitimate wheel. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, Folks, the, the, the wheel is 100 randomized songs. And if you want to play at home, all you have to do is go to Twitter at Wheel of Randy. And our pinned tweet is the wheel. And Jamie, I'm going to share my screen so you can spin the wheel right here, right now. Yeah. I'm, I, y'all ready to get Randy? Let's get Randy. All right, so press your legs out. Just yell stop when you're ready. Okay. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel of Randy. Stop. Rider in the rain. Okay. Landed on Rider in the rain. You're allowed to spin again. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? (laughs) You know what? Okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's see what we get. Previous guests, you're probably angry that I'm letting him do over. But <laughs> this is a Don Henley song. I'm not gonna. Look. Okay. Okay, that's a good. That's a fair. Oh, I saw Putin. I wish I got Putin. Okay, stop. Easy. No, street. we've already done that one. We've already done this one. Look, <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah. I'm just. I'm getting Randy. Everybody, stop. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Ooh. Folks. Ooh. Jamie, tell the nice folks what we've landed on. Ooh, Texas girl at the funeral of her father. I don't think I've heard this. I don't think I've heard this one. Okay, this, I, yeah. at, at the risk of sounding like a buffoon, this is a sad one. <laughs> <laughs> um, in fact, uh, 
in the episode right before you, this was this week's cover. We had Linda Ronsat's version of this. Okay. But let me pull this up and we will listen to it together. Sounds uh, okay. I've got the lyrics pulled up as well. I'll, I'll, I'll read along. And, 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 and hey, if audience, like uh, we've got a link to this on our, on our Twitter page. So you can listen to this either there or you can listen to it on your copy of Little Criminals. Also, if I feel like singing along, I'm going to sing along, you know. It's Randy. Yeah. Have we? Has, right. has, has anyone had a sing along on the pod yet? I'm not sure I've got the rights for that. I haven't That's thought fair. of it. All right, audience. So listen to that, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Bet my money on a Bobtown rag all the yeah. day. And we are back. Amazing. Do you need a minute to wipe your eyes there? I'm okay. I'm okay. That's I, I thought, that was amazing. I love that song so much. I I I recorded that one and and put it on my YouTube channel. And then mm. within like ten minutes, my wife and my sister in law texted me, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> I love I love that he's got. I'm, I'm trying to find the right word. A, a sailing motif. I like that he likes boats. You know what I mean? Because I understand, like, why he uses it, like, you know, the sort of the isolation and, you know, loneliness of being out to sea in a boat or, like, the, you know, the transitioning of going place to place that, that sailing brings or whatever. But I don't, he's, he's so good. You ever listen to him and just realize how good he is? Sometimes I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Man. And yeah, this one gets me. Yeah, it's also in just, like, what he's able to say from, well, like, it, if if we didn't have the title of the song, I don't know. I don't think I'd understand it all to to a degree. You know what I mean? Like talking about, uh, you know, a thousand miles away from sea. Like sing a song for the sad sailor who's a thousand miles away from sea. Like knowing that it's a, a girl at the funeral of her father in Texas. It's that's he's so good. I love the yeah. the narrative he's able to build. That's that that's back when he was was doing that with his titles. You do something like you know. Uh, Sigmund Freud's impersonation of Albert Einstein. In America. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for the catchy title, but yeah, okay. That now, but also now that's it makes like, a more sense. Yeah, that's so that's so cool though, because oftentimes you know people write songs of like the you know the the title is the chorus or whatever. I like that he's able to be like the the song is the narrative and the title is the title of this narrative. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, it's a moment or it's a scene that we're doing here. He's so he's wonderful. He's so 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 good. One one thing that that really surprised me uh, is that his father lived until you know the nineteen nineties. This guy made a fortune writing dead father songs yeah <laughs> you, know, so, you get old yeah. man and, and and you know some people can can say that uh, uh so long dad is, yeah is is in that vein too uh, he talks so <laughs> much about his father and i'm sure a lot of it's fictionalized and then he has characters dealing with yeah with a lot of characters dealing with that uh, and and this this one's a, a good one. You know the 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 one an old man is. I'm not sure who's more despicable, the the singer or the father. Right. Um. But yeah, this one gets me. Man, even I'm just thinking about the songs he wrote for like Meyerowitz stories as well, which is it's a movie about you know a a dad who's not quite quite good at being a dad. Like it's everyone sort of mourning a dad as he's dying. Like. 
Yeah, he's certainly drawn to that stuff. Yeah. I I, I, just, I remember I listened to an interview where he was talking about how um, he uh, he asked this girl out to like go to a country club dance. Or, or she asked him out. She asked him to go to a country club dance. And uh, he got a call from her father the next day going, uh, hey, you know, sorry, but you can't come to the country club because you're a Jew. Right. And he went, oh, okay, you know, you know, no problem, Gordon. You know, I, I got it. And he went to the next room and asked his dad, hey, dad, what's a Jew? <laughs> so I, th- I think about that a lot. He's, he's, he's so funny. <laughs> I, there are little mysteries in this song that leave the audience wondering. How, how did this sailor end up in Texas? For one right. Is he from Texas? Is, you know... Or do you think he just sort of ended up there and now she's there, you know, with the body? Yeah. I, I but also, you can but write also, your own story there. Yeah, but also what she's, she's also saying that, like, he's the ship that never comes in. She's standing by herself. Like, she just straight up says that. Not that he's the ship, but uh, here I am, lost the wind, round in circle sailing, like a ship that never comes in, standing by myself. That's also directly aimed at a dad. Uh, oh. Yeah. But also, you can also not look at it that way. Man, you got poetry. Poetry's dope, you guys. <laughs> Teachers didn't do a good job. Po- poetry's are dope. No one made us love poetry. Man, this is so good. I got to admit, when I do this song, I cheat. And yeah. I instead of saying alone on the plane, I say alone on the planes. Okay. Because... For, until I read the lyrics, I thought, okay, she's flying home in this last verse. No, she's not flying home. She's standing in the field. She's No, nah, she, she just might be in Texas. Yeah. She, that just she, might be how Randy sees Texas. <laughs> 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 like, it's just, yeah, it's flat out here. Because, yeah, if you're looking at it from like a, a woman who's going to get her, you know, dead dad who, you know, disappeared at some have point. Ever, have you ever... Um, is it, is it Claremore that does the outdoor version of Oklahoma every year? I'm not sure. It's, it's someone up, up northeast because that's the town that, 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 that Oklahoma was based on. And, you know, oh, it's, it's green country. It's in the middle of the hills, but you've yeah. got the wind comes sweeping down the plain because right. <laughs> Rogers and Hammerstein never yeah. bothered to visit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I get. I get. I'm, I'm writing jazz, you guys. <laughs> Artistic license, man. Isn't that, isn't Oklahoma, I haven't seen it in a while. Isn't Oklahoma about like being like people trying to be a good wife so you can get a husband? Or is that just a song in that musical? No, you'd have to ask my wife. She's more of the the Oklahoma girl. I see. Um, I'm sure my audience is screaming the answer. Yeah. But I'm just going to say, you know what? You know what, uh, you know, when I was a kid, the, the song of Oklahoma was Do You Realize, you know? So we're just, a, I'm a different generation, you know? I'm not a, I'm not a part of the, 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 the Showtime generation, you know? Do you remember when the legislature tried to rescind Do You Realize's status? <laughs> yeah, and I love that it was just like, it, that just went away. Like, it's like, everyone's like, shut up. <laughs> it's a good song. Even when, like, nobody liked Wayne Coyne, they're still like, yeah, it's a good song, though. <laughs> I, one time I got Tom Sharpling to do a David Holt impression. He was like, do you realize that the election is Tuesday? <laughs> I, 
I want. I can't wait for uh, the Flaming Lips to drop and imagine that song where they um, remember they're from Oklahoma and then write a song about it. <laughs> I've been. I have no beef against the Flaming Lips, but I've been taking. I've been. I've been shooting some shots lately. I made fun of uh, uh, Wayne Coyne for for looking vaguely homeless recently on another thing. So yeah, we're having fun. I'm out. You're I'm throwing pebbles at mansions. They can take it. That's fair. That's fair enough. Anything else on Texas Girl before we close up that bag? Oh, I'm reading it. I'm reading the lyrics. Sing a sad song for a good man. Sing a sad song for me. I, th- I feel like what she's saying is that, uh, yeah, I feel like this song's about neglect. I feel like that's what this song's about. And it's about, like, a, I, I suppose, a daughter trying to uh, come to terms with that. You really think she's alone or is that emotionally alone? I mean, is there a difference if you're if you're feeling it? You know what I mean. Because if she... there, there's a difference, because if you're if you're wrestling with this, but you're surrounded by distant relatives and having to yeah. play nice, does a number on you. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, Texas girl at the funeral of her father. I'm, I don't know, but but she's also it's it's very singular thought. It's it seems to be between her her and him, uh, if if that's grammatically correct. Um, it seems to be, yeah, it seems to be just between that. It could be grief as well. Like, she's just blinded by grief, so all she really sees is, you know, the, the body of the old dude. Yeah. But, but also, it seems maybe she's there, she's alone, she's grieving. So, you know, middle verse, uh, sing a sad song for a good man, and then she's outside. I feel like she's just outside. It's about terrain, and she's just like, all right, well, like, let's, let's figure this out now. So I think, yeah, I think it's just her coming to terms with the fact that maybe she's not super sad. Or maybe the rain's crying. Maybe she is super sad. And that's the, that's the beauty of music. We'll never know. Well, the, I, it took a couple of spins, but the wheel was kind to you, Jamie. <laughs> hey, gotta, hey, all you need to do is get Randy. That's, that's what I've learned. <laughs> So, now, now I have this is my of, of, my of, 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 a, of a get swifty t-shirt. Oh God! This is get Randy. This is my impression of a Texas girl at the funeral of her father. Y'all ready to get Randy? <laughs> y'all, hey y'all, y'all want to go Salem? But first, we gotta get Randy. That's what if? Yeah, what if every I just did every Randy Newman song as the Rednecks character. Dan doesn't talk about rednecks. We don't talk about rednecks on this show, Jamie. Hey, hey, I'm running the, I, damn the man, I'm going to talk about that it. That was Jamie yeah. Clark, everybody. <laughs> I didn't say it. Oh, but you want to. You want to so bad, I can tell. As a comedian, <laughs> as a comedian, it is always tempting. Uh, everyone says so. Uh, I had my fill with that growing up. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Not saying that, but here. Okay. Jamie, it's time for this. You said it well. It's time for this week's cover. This week's cover. Okay. This week's cover is when we recommend a Randy song done by somebody else, and we've we've 
We've had plenty of those, but go ahead and, and give that recommendation again. I really like Harper's Bazaar cover of Harper Bazaars. How do you, how do you, what is a, what's the possessive of Harper's Bazaar? Hmm. Harper's, mm. Harper's Bazaar medley, they do two songs, and one of which is uh, Vine Street. And Jamie, if you can send me a link to that, I will put that on our feed. <laughs> And now it's not showing up. <laughs> this, is, this is what happens when you do deep dives. Get it, get it wherever you get your De La Soul albums. <laughs> right. Uh, from the guy you know who has it. Uh, yes, it's a medley. They do uh, Bye 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 and Vine Street. And they did it in, I think, 68. So it's, a really, it's just a wild cover. It's really fun. Uh, not it's I wouldn't say it's different. It's just a different vibe. It's just different people doing the song. So it's what you know. Uh it's just silly and weird and it's a nice like four minute medley. And his voice is so like clean in it. I, I don't know how to explain it. He he I think he does what Nielsen was trying to do a little bit better as far as just like clarifying it, you know. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's a good it's a good one. It also sounds a bit like the monkeys at certain points, which is a pro or a con to some people. Uh, what what era monkeys are we talking? Like early monkeys. It has okay. a bit of like a sort of a, uh, no one knows quite how to play drums like Ringo, but they're still trying to aesthetically. So it just sounds kind of, you know, a lot of side movement. It's, it's, a good, it's a good cover. Real silly. It's young. It's a young cover. Check that out. You, you can tell they're not as smart as Van Dyke Parks or Randy. <laughs> is that a hot take? Yeah, that is sufficiently hot. Yeah, right. it just sounds like kids. It sounds like kids covering it. That's the best way to explain it. It's a fun cover that sounds exactly the same, but it's just kids. Jamie, where can people get hold of you? Um, dustpunk at dustpunk two t's two k's cross platform both Instagram uh, and Twitter. Don't use Facebook. Nobody ever use Facebook. <laughs> so D U S T T. Yep, P-U-N-K-K. Yeah, all right. He's a good follow, guys. Check him out. I do my best. I appreciate you. Well, thanks for spinning the wheel with us today, Jamie. Oh, look, I'm always down to get Randy. Well, that's it for another week here at Wheel of Randy. We're part of the Good Trash Media Network. Thanks to Matt Fraley for our theme song. You can find Matt's music at moternmedia.com. That's M-O-T-E-R-N. Thanks to Brian Mays for our artwork. Best way to reach Brian is on Facebook at Brian Mays Art. The background music we're listening to right now is Rock and Gravel by Sid Valentine's Patent Leather Kids. And I'm using it because it's public domain. Wheel of Randy is brought to you by Wade Engineering. That's me. That's what I do during the day. I am a water and sewer engineer. I'm registered in Oklahoma and Texas. I'll register in your state if you ask nicely enough. Most of what I do is small town water and sewer engineering, but I specialize in hydraulic modeling. I build computer models for water systems, and that can help you plan your water systems more efficiently, and it can also help you with your homeowner's insurance. If you're a city official, you need a water model. Wade Engineering can be reached at 405-426-7634. 
and we would be happy to talk to you. We'll see you next week. Bye. It's Wheel of Randy.